Hi, and praise the Lord, and welcome to another podcast broadcast. I'm so glad you could come. My name is Jane, and today I would like to come to you with some scriptures coming from Matthew, and we will be starting at Matthew, the 18th chapter. Today I would like to talk about change and convert. That is today's subject, change and convert, amen. So I will be coming from the third through the fourth verse of Matthew, starting at the 18th chapter. And I will be arriving at Acts, the third chapter in the 19th verse. And I will be talking about Acts, the ninth chapter. And what we know from definition that change means to make different alter. It means to make changes to or to replace or switch, which they call swap, swap or switch, switch. So I will be starting at Matthew, the 18th chapter. It says, except We become as a child. That means a childlike spirit is a humble spirit. And somebody was very curious in knowing what does humble mean? Well, being humility is like having a thankful heart, having a grateful heart. It's like you help when you want to have a grateful heart, you want to help others. It means to have a mindset of being modest. It means, for example, it's when you speak well of others, giving credit where credit is due. Performing hitting acts of service and you avoid bragging and showing actions like that. And you are patient 
with others and apologizing when you're at fault. That is the mindset of a child. And God is saying, if you want to make it to heaven, you need to become or have a childlike mindset. You have to become like a child if you want to get to the heavenly pearly gates. Lord Hammers. So, we have to have the mindset as a child would. Have you ever seen little kids how they play? And maybe a little kid went and kicked the other kid and he started crying. Ah! And maybe they start fighting. But then it's funny how later on you see them hugging and playing again and jumping and, and running together and throwing the ball or whatever. It's like they forgot all about it and they apologize. Very easy apologetic. But for adults, oh no. It takes us months and months and months to apologize for just a little, a little nothing, pet, a little petty stuff. You know, really didn't mean nothing. It didn't even have to go that in that uh, aspect, but it did. I don't like how she rolled her eyes at me. Oh no, I ain't apologizing nothing. Oh no. Mm -mm. Ah, yeah, she rolled her eyes. Then the one who rolled their eyes, I ain't apologizing. I know I ain't apologizing. Mm -mm. And, and what you rolled your eyes about is really probably nothing. You just probably had a problem that day. And then you didn't know how to solve it, so just decided, oh, you're going to take it out on somebody else. Oh, yeah. Possibilities. So God wants us to have a childlike mind frame because children they are more uh, open they are more open to anything whatever uh, uh, adult figure or authoritative over them tell them to do likewise they're going to follow without complaining without uh, trying to tell you this and that, they're likely to follow. Because children follow trends really fast. They follow the next fad that just came out. They follow, if they see one doing video games, oh, I want, I want to do that video game too. So they're very quick to follow. And God wants people like that who are very quick to follow him. Don't have to sit there like for hours and hours trying to make their mind up. Is this the way or that's the way or should I go here or should I go left or should I go back there? Or, you know, no. God wants a person that's going to take a chance. Glory, hallelujah. Eden Asha. I'm going to take a chance on my Lord. And I'm not going to question in my mind is he 
going to be there? Is he going to do this for me? I don't see no change. I don't know if I want to go down this road and all that baloney. God wants us to be as a little child. Another scripture is to suffer the little children to come unto to me. For such is the kingdom of heaven. So speaking from that chapter and that verses. Such is the kingdom of heaven. It's like a little child. Everything is so humble. So submittive. Willing to give. Because when you submit, you're willing to give. You're willing to give. You want to give. You want to give it. It ain't got to be no begging. It ain't got to be no knocking on the door constantly. Open up. But you're willing. You want to. Children love to have fun. And if they see a whole bunch of fun going on, they always want to come. And the other child say, you want to play? And they say, okay. There's no question marks. There's no decisions. It's just yes. And sometimes it's what God, no, really all the time, that's what God wants is a yes. He wants us to say yes to his will and yes to his way. And yes, Lord, I will obey. Hallelujah. So we're going to learn what accept means. It's the accept we become. Acts become. We become. Process. Become. When you see that word, always remember process. We got to learn how to humble ourselves. We got to learn how to be a person that has a thankful heart. We have to learn how to have a grateful heart. And we have to learn how to speak well to our fellow man. All of it is a learning process where you become new. So become. Take up my yoke and learn of me. For my yoke is easy. To become, become the sons of God. Lord, I want to become. I want you to make me into what you have me to be. Because your will is worthy. Your will is the best way. Your will is right for me. So please help me to come up to that standard. That's when we become. We coming up to what God wants us to be. Not the way we see it to be, but we coming as a as, as a humilitation of a little child. A submissive will. We are giving our submissive will to God. We are submitting everything into Him. That means we are putting our trust, glory be to God, in Him. When you humble yourself, you are beginning to trust in somebody. It's like, um, they say, oh, he's so meek. 
He's so, he so humble. That means he is trusting in the atmosphere of where he is or, or who it is that he's with. He's trusting in the atmosphere of that person. I believe where I'm settled at, where I'm settled at, I believe in it. It can do me no harm. It can, it, it, it won't, it won't mess me up. It's, it keep me solid and strong. It's a strong fortress, I believe. It's a strong defender, I believe. So I'm gonna rest in this. And when you rest in something, you're not all worried, you, you, you're calm. You're not thinking strange or off the wall because you're resting, you're, you're believing in this. And that's how a child is. They believe in their parent, so they rest. Oh, I know dad is coming through. I know mom is gonna go do what she always do for me. They don't have a, they don't have a care or worry in the world because they know. And when you know, you can be humble and you can trust, have trust in that person or the atmosphere you're in. I'm in a good home. My parents don't smoke and they don't do those things. I'm in a good home and they can trust the atmosphere they're in. My mom and dad always tells me about the Bible or something. This is a good atmosphere for me, I trust it. I, can, I don't have to worry. I don't have to pull my hair. I don't have to go crazy in coconuts because they never set me in an atmosphere where I am not rested and, and believing in my belief. So that's what God is saying. You can rest in me. You can trust in me. You can count on me. Be like that little child. When you pick that little child up and hold that little child and, and the arms, they are so rested with you. They feel loved and they feel you're there and they believe in you. And the atmosphere they feel is happiness and joy because they feel the warmth of you. They feel the tenderness of you. And that's what God wants us to have, that grateful and thankful heart. Amen. So accept means unless in Hebrew. It means unless. And in English, it is you are not including to go. So if I say accept, you step on that piece of paper on the floor, then you won't get a such and such. I'm just trying to paraphrase or something, say like a parable. You won't, if you don't accept you do that, I can't grant you what I want to give you. So if you uh, come in agreement with me, or other words, you do as I said it, I told you to do, then I'm gonna give you 
what you need or what I, what I want to do for you. So, in other words, God is saying, except unless or except you include humility in your life, submission unto my will, submit your mind, then you cannot go to heaven. For such is the kingdom of heaven. Kingdom of heaven is full of love, happiness, joy, peace. It's full of that, those things. But it's for the humble. Not for the high-minded. And that's what God is saying. Be like a little child. In other words, trust in me. Have faith in me. Because children, they have faith so quickly. They believe stuff somebody tell them. Little child, look him in the face and he say, okay, do this and that, and that and this. And I'm going to give you ice cream. And they believe you. They don't doubt you. And they run and say, the first one there is going to get the ice cream. And boy, they scuffle trying their best to get there because they want that really bad. And they don't say, uh-uh, you're not going to give me no ice cream. I know it. They just go. And God wants us to have the same mindset. Just go. Whatever God you say, just go. I ain't going to sit here and scratch my head. Just go. Because you said it. And I'll stand on it. No doubt about it. I let it all go for you. I'll, I'll put my hand in your hand and we can walk. Because I know you're not going to uh, leave me alone. So, if you want to go to heaven, we have to have a mindset that is submitted to God. He said, if you are not of a humble, which means submitted mind, converted in, a, in your mind, that has been godly, and you haven't turned away from sin, then we cannot go to heaven. We have to have the mind that sees God as he is and accepts him. So that's the way God wants us to see him as he is and accept him. How many out y'all out there want to be accepted today? How many of y'all out there want to be accepted today? We all want to be accepted either in our way or accepted by God. People want to be loved. To be accepted is to be loved. To be accepted is to be cared for. And God wants us to feel that same way. Accept him. When you submit, you give yourself. You throw yourself there. 
You don't have question marks. Nowhere. I ain't got no question marks. When, where, what, how, who? No question marks, no W's. Amen. So we would like to go into Acts, the third chapter in the 19th verse. It says, repent ye therefore. When you see the word ye, ye means you. It's just in translated in a different way. I have the scriptures read it. But the meaning of the word ye is you. So you repent. So when you repent, that means that you switch over. You are switching over, glory be to God, hallelujah. You are switching over to change. To switch over means also to turn. It also means to change. Amen. Then your sins will be erased. So that's what God is saying. Your sins will be forgiven. They will be taken away. But after you decide to follow Jesus, you have to decide to follow Jesus Christ. Then you can get, then you can get that blessing. You can get that refreshing, glory be to God. But you got to decide to follow. And somebody say, well, what means to follow? What does that mean? Well, to follow means to go after. Have you ever heard um, when we were little kids, we say, follow the leader, follow the leader. Okay, so follow the leader. So what we would do, the, the, the one that was ahead of us, we would go behind him like in a trail and we'll follow wherever he goes. Or she goes. So if she goes around the bush, we going around the bush. If she goes around the lake, we're going around the lake. If she goes up the stairs to the mountaintop, I'm just saying, we're going up the stairs to the mountaintop. <laughs> so that's what God is saying. If you want to be blessed, and refresh. If you want that refreshing God is talking about. Then. And you want them sins to be erased. You got to make a decision to follow. That means I'm going to come after you. So if you tell me to turn left. Are you going left? I'm, I'm going left right with you. <laughs> if you tell me to do a circle. And turn back around that way and go that way. I'm going to circle as long as you're in front of me leading me, I'm going to be right behind you. That means I'm going to uh, mark what you are doing. 
I'm going to follow your examples of how you are carrying yourself. That is another way of following when you are doing what the person, like they also have another game. Simon says, Simon says, touch your head. And then if Simon says do something and you didn't do it right, you're off the game. Goodbye. So, yes. We want to know what following is, and God wants us to follow him to the T. So if you want this refreshment, you want this new life, you want your sins to be erased, then it's time to make the decision. So he will give you a new life that that's what refreshing means. A new life. That means to come alive. Glory be to God. When you have a new life, like you're resurrected from the dead. The dead was sin. But when God touched you, after you've made that decision, to follow him. He resurrected you to a new life. That means he opened your eyes. Because anybody that's resurrected, their eyes have to be opened again because they were dead and their eyes were blind. But soon as somebody is resurrected or brought back to life, it's like if somebody had a heart attack and they went to cardiac arrest and they died. And then the physicians or the, the doctors worked on the person, put the shockers on their chest, which pumps their chest. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Eat enough shot. It pumps their chest to bring them back from the dead state that they were in to a live state. Then here they come. Boom. Hit them. Then they say it one more time. Hit them again. Boom. And that thing said, beep, 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 beep. Okay. We don't have a pulse yet. Heart, a heartbeat pulse. Hit them again. Boom. Beep, 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 beep. We got a pulse. The heart is beeping again. Then you see them little lines that go through the machine and let you know that everything is back on the cardiac again. And they're back to new again. They come back from their dead state to the live state again. They're aware and they're alert and they're looking around. The eyes are open now and they can see. And that's what God wants to do with us. Bring us back from the dead state. Refresh us. Make us alive again. Which they call that restoration. Or to bring you back from the dead state you are in to a live state. It also, it makes one come alive. It puts some spark into your life. Just like a car. When the sparks hit the wires that cause the car to crank. There's certain sparks that hits wires 
that causes a car to crank up. Because without them, that that uh, special, the, the spark plugs that goes in the car, your car is not going to fire up. But when the spark, my God, the spark, it puts some spark into your life. It helps make you come alive again. It gives you that spark. It sends that spark of enthusiasm. That means they get up and go again. I want to do it. It gives that spark. It gives you a spark of motivation. For once you can move again. For first you were dead to a state now. Dead to the state of sin. Now you can move. Because they say in, in the Lord we we move and we have our being. In Him we move and have our being. So when you get in Christ, you're gonna be able to have that motivation, that spark of motivation again. You will have that energy to go. He will reestablish you. He will reestablish your thoughts. Amen. Change your thoughts. Change your way of thinking. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He will give you direction. He will give you clarity. Glory be to God. It begins to cleanse you. Cleanse. C-L-E-A-N-S-E. Cleanse. When it says cleanse, that's a process. When it says clean, the process is done. When it says cleaner, that means it is the thing that is doing the work on you. God is the cleaner. And he is there to put the cleanse on you so that you can be clean from sin. Hallelujah. So let the cleaner do the cleanse on you. Hallelujah. So it begins to cleanse you because God cannot dwell in an unclean temple. Hallelujah. God is holy. And it says, what fellowship is holy with unholy, which is in Leviticus 10 and 10. And also some 2 Corinthians 6 and 14. It talks about the dark and the light. There is no fellowship between the dark, glory be to God, and the light. They cannot yoke, they cannot come together. Hallelujah. So God wants this temple to be clean and holy. Hallelujah. Because that's the only thing that he could walk with is the holy. He cannot walk with anything that's different than what he is and what and what he is all about. So God wants us to walk with him, but in cleanliness. Hallelujah. To be clean is to be free from sin. 
that means I'm not bound to the law of sin anymore because now I have come into the fellowship with the light. So darkness has no part of who I am and what I am all about because now I am seeking God. I am looking to Father God and no more the flesh and myself and sin. No more of that. So I have put them things behind me. Hallelujah. So in order for it to take place, for conversion to take place, that is how God refreshes. So, so change has to take place in order for conversion to take place. That is how God refreshes. That is how he does his refreshing. But those things have to take order. And then in Acts 9, chapter... Chapter 10... And 11. He told Paul, after Paul was knocked down, we know the story, Saul became Paul. And after Saul had the encounter, he was over there trying to threaten and get, uh, gather, do as much damage as he could do to the Christians. And God was tired, so he had to put a stop to Paul. So what he did, he allowed Paul to go blind, knocked him down off that, off that horse, and he allowed Paul to be blind. And he spoke to Paul, and he told him, Paul, why does thou persecute me? Glory to God. Why does thou persecute me? He asked him a question. And then Paul answered back. He said, Lord. Because he was so astonished. You know, he couldn't see. And they say he had to be picked up by the people that was with him and had to be led to a certain place. Because he can't walk. He can't see. He looked like a blind man. He couldn't see nothing. But when God got a plan for you, he has a plan for you. Hallelujah. And certainly he had a plan. Hallelujah for Paul. So he told Paul, arise, comma, my God. In other words, it's time to get up. It's time to arise. Get up off that bed of sin and let's get moving. God has something for Paul to do, but he, he first had to arise, meaning get up from there, arise from that sin. Arise and shake the dust off that dusty sin. And when Paul obeyed, Then a change was going to come. Hallelujah. 
When he obeyed means he listened. He took heed. He paid attention. He hearkened. Hearken comes from hear and do. That's what hearken comes from. Hear and do. Hear and do is obedience. Then God prepared Ananias. And then he said also to Ananias, arise. So God has a blessing already set up, waiting on you to hearken, to listen, and proceed to go after, to move into action. My God, I love that. To move into action. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Move into action. It's time. If you want to follow God, it's time to move. God is saying, move into action. Get up from there. Arise. Glory be to God. Get up from there. Get off that bed of sin. It's time to shake that stuff off of you and arise and go and get your healing. Go and get your deliverance. Hallelujah. So, he already got one response waiting. His eyes were blinded. Paul and And when he gets the response, then the change is going to come. And when Paul responded, conversion was on the horizon. The Bible says in Psalms, weeping may endure for a night but joy cometh in the morning your season of change is here so you may have been going through a season of hurt pain undeliverance change but your season is here. Paul's season was here because when he hearkened and he went down there where God had told him to go, they took him to Damascus. He went down there, he obeyed. Say so he was blind for three days, my Lord. And the word of God spoken to Ananias. God spoke to him and let him know, okay, I want you to lay your hand on him 
So when they came to Ananias, Ananias told Ananias where to go. Ananias met with him. And Ananias prayed, laid hands and prayed for him. And God opened his eyes and filled him with the Holy Ghost. So the season of light, the season of light is upon your horizon. Take a step and God will do the rest. So God directed Ananias what he should do. You know, in life sometimes when you are blind, and cannot see your way, somebody has to lead you to the altar to receive God, to receive the Holy Ghost. And Paul was led, glory be to God. When, when you're blind, you cannot see God. But being blind brought on a desire to want God. Paul wanted to see again. He had a desire. What is your desire today? Do you want to see? That's what God asked the blind man. Will thou be made whole? Will you be made whole? Do you want this to change? Do you want to follow me? Do you want to see a difference in your life? Are you tired of being blind? Because Paul was blind for three days. And if, if an experience that you never went through in your life happened to you, you were hunger and thirst that you had a chance to feel the way you felt before you got in that position or, 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 or that pain. You wishing that you felt the way you felt before this ha ever happened. Well, that's how Paul felt. He really wanted to be set free from this blind position. He wanted to see again. Do you want to see again? Are you tired of walking in blindness and not being able to see which direction you're going in? Well, God wants to set you free. He wants to open that sepulcher of that dead sin and resurrect you again. Glory be to God. Glory and honor be to God. Hallelujah. So, it brings on a desire to want God. So Paul wanted to see again. So he was willing to follow directions. You've got to be willing if thou be willing and obedient, thou shalt eat the good of the land. Hallelujah. So, he had to be willing to follow directions. And as he followed directions, he saw progress. He saw a change come. He followed directions to get his change. To get his sight back. And that's how we are following God. We know, well, we know the result 
in our salvation. He will deliver us from our blind situation like he did Paul. Hallelujah. God always, our Lord, he told certain people to follow directions just like the blind man in the book of Mark, the 8th chapter. He told him to go dip in the pool of Shalom two times. My God, God wanted him clean. <laughs> God wanted to bring him back. He wanted to make them eyes open. And when he followed what God told him to do, he was delivered. So, he did dip two times as he took heed and followed directions, he got his deliverance. His blessing was his sight. The blessings of God gave him his well-being, which is wellness. Hallelujah. So that's what blessings of God, blessings, wellness, well-being, well-being, wellness. God gave him his well. God made him well again. And Paul, blessing was on the way. God was going to change Saul, which was his name before he got delivered. His name was Saul. And God said, your name shall not be Saul, but your name is going to be Paul. So God even changed his name. And isn't that wonderful? When God decides to change your name. They used to call you Dodo Brain, but they don't call you Dodo Brain no more. Now you got a new name. Nobody can name you like that no more. Because the old you now has passed away. But now behold, the new you has come. Hallelujah. So he met up with Ananias. He got hooked up with the man of God. And then through prayer and laying on hands, his sight came back and God refreshed him. Hallelujah. God had chosen Saul to do a work, which, which is Paul now. God chose Paul to do a work, but after the change, the conversion, then the work. So Paul had to have the change, then he had to have the conversion, had to be converted. Then he was able to go do the work, to be that vessel for God. Amen. You know, we learned that Paul, about Paul, which was Saul, Saul the murderer. Saul, which is Paul now, Paul was a murderer, but God had a plan. But all Paul did in this life was not deliberate. It was because of not understanding. 
he had a lack of understanding. This was done out of being and having uh, ignorant understanding. He was ignorant to what he was doing and why he was doing it. He just know he was following somebody and he know that it, whatever they said because he was like working for them, he had to follow the lead. So that's what he was doing. But he didn't, it was not something deliberate. Like he sat there and he said, yes, I got to play. This is exactly what I want to do for the rest of my life. No, because he was a citizen of the Roman nation. So, okay, so but God had opened his eyes and let him see. For once, Saul was blind, but now he can see. And in your life, if you're out there, you may have did a lot of things out of the lack of understanding, but God is able to deliver. He will give a difference. And when something is deliberate, means that you know better. And you do, and you don't know better, and you do. That is something different. So when you do something deliberate, you don't know better. But when you just do something and you know that you're doing it, it's not deliberate. You already know what you were doing. So God sees and he knows all. He could have let Paul die, but he didn't. The Bible says man looketh on the outward appearance. But God looking at the heart. And he wanted to give salvation. So that's why he looked at Paul's heart. And forgave him after all he did. And still he used Paul to do a work. But he let Paul know that he was going to suffer many things for his sake. So it's on God gives us a thumbs up. This is what you, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to cross some rivers. You may even have some valleys you may have to go through. But the thing is, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You have the greatest of the greatest with you. Remember, I'm on your side. If you have decided to follow me, I am on your side. I won't let you down. Amen. So yes, God looks on the heart. Well, your friends might say, man, he just ain't right. He's looking at you on the outside. You, you just ain't right. But God looks a little deeper than that. Amen. Thank God that he does. 
God is hope. And all that hope in him shall be saved. Amen. God bless. Lord God, you know all things. And Lord, wherever you have come short in our lives, help us to come up to your standards. Your level. Help us to think the thoughts that you would want us to thought. Lord, forgive us of any sin that we have committed, anything that we've done that's not pleasing to your will and your way. Help us remember that you does not look on us, on our outward appearance, but you look at our hearts every day. Just like you did, Lord, when you looked at Paul. You saw someone that was doing something out of ignorance and stupidity, but you had mercy. You had mercy and you gave him a chance. And Lord, your chance is always there for us if we want. If we want it, it's there for us. You said you would not turn us away, Lord. Don't turn us away, Father. But you said, He that cometh after me, let him first deny himself. Then take up his cross and follow me. So, Lord, you're telling us if we want to follow you, we have to be converted. We have to repent and have a childlike humility frame of mind if we one day want to be with you in heaven. Well, Lord, we thank you for your word. Bless all those who are the hearers, Lord. Bless them today. Help them to be strong. Help them to overcome the things, Lord, that they're not able to overcome. Wherever they're weak, let them be strong in Jesus' name. Let them not be wrong, but help them to be right. In Jesus' name, we pray. We thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. Bless the sick, bless the bereaved, Lord, wherever they are. Say, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Comfort, Lord, be their comfort today. Let them know that you're there for them. And we thank you for all the many blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you were blessed by these wonderful scriptures. Letting us know if we follow Christ, we're going to be all right. God is going to make everything all right. We may go through some dark areas in our life where we cannot see our way. But God, if we follow what he has told us to follow, and we hearken to him, he has a blessing on a new horizon waiting for us on the other side. God bless and have a wonderful day. Bye. And also I have a playlist. Uh, Jay's Love for God. J-A-Y-E-S Love for God on YouTube.com. And you also can find me on Spotify and Anchor FM. A heart for God and what he wants from us. Glory be to God.
God bless, and I hope to see you again soon. Or wherever the Lord will lead me and guide me, I hope that I will be there and you will be there too. And we can just enjoy the wonderfulness of the Lord. Bye.